I'm Parson Michael Maui, and this is Dharma Talks from Sacred Ground. Reflections and meditations brought to you from the Sacred Ground Community Church and Sangha. Today's Dharma Talk was originally shared on March 28, 2021. I uh, took some time this week to read the uh, different gospel versions of the of the Palm Sunday story of Jesus entering Jerusalem, the the palm branches, uh, sometimes coming on a colt, sometimes on a donkey, sometimes on both, and um, I started to notice. <clears throat> sometimes I sometimes I enjoy looking for the differences in the various gospels, um, but it's also for me quite a a, a tingle to uh, to look for the commonalities, and <clears throat> and I notice this focus on King. Uh, John 12, Jesus coming in on a donkey. <coughs> Excuse me. John 12, Jesus coming in on a donkey. And John 12, 13, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Matthew 21, verse 25, look, your King is coming to you. Um, and 21, 8, Hosanna to the son of David. Um, Luke 19, verse 38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Um, And then what I read earlier, Mark chapter 11, verse 10. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And... I started to think about this name that we have for Jesus, Jesus Christ. And you may know or may not know, Christ means Messiah. Um, And then the next question is, (laughs) what does Messiah mean? Messiah means the anointed one. And we have this history in the Hebrew Bible of um, sometimes the priests, but certainly the kings being anointed. And so David is anointed and Solomon is anointed and, and thus they become the king. And I realized, I mean, I think some people use this kind of wording, but I certainly didn't grow up in any tradition where we spoke of um, King Jesus. We speak of the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, but we, we don't really say, at least in the circles I've been in in my Christian upbringing, we didn't speak about Jesus the King, the Anointed One. And one of the things that I I love about 
Thich Nhat Hanh's teachings is he says, uh, so I have a few notes here, he says, uh, we want to know Jesus not merely as a name or as a concept, but as a living reality. And so the little, you know, I'm kind of a slow learner here, but <laughs> the little insight for me on this Palm Sunday is these people are seeing a king coming in. And the Jewish people have been oppressed for so, so long by this point, right? They were under rule of the Assyrians, under rule of the Babylonians. This is going back hundreds and hundreds of years. And at, at this moment in, in this Jesus story, they're under the rule of the Romans. And they're thinking, we got ourselves the king. We're going to overthrow this whole thing. We're going to be in power again. And that fits in very well with, oh, he is from the line of David. This is an ancestor of David. You know, this is back in the old days, which is actually, when we say the old days, from the time of Jesus, you're going back a thousand years to the time of David and Solomon. I mean, you know, we think, okay, let's think George Washington, our president. You know, what, 225, 250 years? We're talking about a thousand years back. And they're still talking about it. Right? They're still talking about David, and this is part of the line of David. And, and actually, Matthew and Luke even give the whole ancestral line of how Jesus is connected to David, which is all happening through Joseph, which is troubling for our, some of us who uh, you know, have this view. Oh, wait, I thought Joseph was just the stepdad. Well, this is another complication. We won't go very far with that today. But um, the king's back. You know, King Arthur has risen again, you know, and you'd think this guy's going to be coming on, you know, like the, um, the great white horse and, you know, the snorting horse. He's coming on either a donkey or a colt. Well, that might have been already like, uh, okay, what's going on here? But then, and, and this is one of the things that I really am enjoying about doing a little bit longer readings, sometimes a whole chapter as I did today or a bigger part of a chapter of the Bible we know the story of Jesus and the palm branches and coming in. And, and, and of course, we know that things are going to go really bad in the next week. But what we don't always connect is that almost immediately after coming in, Jesus is turning over the tables of the money changers. In Mark, this is happening the next day. In, in Matthew and Luke, it happens the same day, just a little bit later. John, it happens earlier. John, John won't agree with the other three on much. <laughs> but I started thinking about this. You're seeing this guy coming in, and you're thinking, we got our king back, right? This is it. Rome is done. We're taking, you know, we are taking back control. We have been oppressed for too long. We are back in power. This is what's about to happen. But then what does Jesus almost immediately do? Is he like, okay, here's the plan. Here's how we're going to overthrow the Romans. Here's how we're going to get rid of Pontius Pilate and all the rest of these soldiers. And No. He goes into the heart of Jewish life and tradition, the temple, and you know, people have been selling things there and that. We've been doing that for a while. And all of a sudden, he's disrupting all of that. 
it's hard for me to imagine a king coming in and then immediately, a king of an oppressed people, and then immediately going after them and in, in what they're doing. And like, everything, we need to change all this radically. And some words of Tibetan Buddhism came to me. The spiritual warrior is self-contained with no need for external reference points. This comes from the Shambhala tradition. All these people are singing praises to King Jesus coming in. He's not really needing that. Um, I've been a storyteller for a long time, and one of the things that I'll sometimes say is that if you accept their roses, you have to also take the thorns. And so, if you accept the praise, you're going to have to also accept the criticism or the, you know, you know, in my life, there have been times when people want to build me up into something great. And then I, oftentimes those same people are the ones who need to tear me down. Within a week, this guy's going to have the, the mockery of the soldiers. Yes, here's the kingly crown of thorns. And in a way, Jesus doesn't react to that much either. It seems that this Jesus has this inner teacher that's guiding him. And that whatever image you have of, hey, you're not supposed to act this way. You're supposed to be our king. He's going to do what he's going to do. And I found myself thinking of the reading that Ollie shared of, We don't have the flesh and bones of Jesus here. We have the teachings, the Dharmakaya. And of course, we have all of these parables and sayings and everything that Jesus taught. But I like, and I think it's John O'Donohue who says, he says, as parents, the most important teaching you do is when you're not trying to teach your kids when you're just acting in the world, because they're watching what you're doing. 
So while all those words that Jesus speaks are important and valuable and, and, and can give us guidance, let's take what he's doing here and let's recognize it as the Dharmakaya, as the teaching body. We're called to follow him those of us who choose, and people are going to sing your praises. Hosanna, woo, the king! That's fine. <laughs> They're going to have expectations of you. And even at the end when they're trying to get Jesus to answer these questions and they want to trap him in the, at the end of, of, of Mark chapter, uh, chapter 11 that I read. And he's pretty clever at not being trapped. Like Jesus. Because I'm talking about all this stuff, and that's fun, you know, for theology nerds like me, right? <laughs> so you're like, okay, what's this have to do with anything? And that's, that's key, right? Because it's spring 2021. And Ollie said, look at your surroundings. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm in this house that was built over 100 years ago. And people probably came in from Palm Sunday church services, from Easter church services back into this house and they were they heard these same words or you know the King James version similar words but how is it relevant how is it relevant right now in the spring of 2021 he's teaching us They don't know who he is. And we have that wild story with the fig and everything else. Who is this guy? They don't know who you are. Thich Nhat Hanh says, you're a bodhisattva in training. The Buddhists say, you're a Buddha to be. Jesus says, you are a child of God. Folks want to say, this is who you are. They want to put you in that box, just like they tried to do with Jesus. They want to say, oh, here's our king, and this is what we expect of our king. Here's this person. Here's this criminal. And here's who this person is. Our invitation. And I like how Ollie did this with the meditation, inviting us into our bodies. What are the sounds that we hear? What do we see? And where's that inner voice? What's it telling us? 
Because sometimes it might be telling us we need to go into the temple and turn over the tables. And oftentimes, it's going to be telling us what Judah shared in her song, let's have fun. (laughs) And what's that true inner voice? Not just what do I want, what do I... That We need self-care. We need to take care of ourselves. But why am I here? What is my role? People may or may not know what you've done. The little things, the big things. They might sing your praises. It might feel like they're ready to crucify you. But either way, Jesus is saying, we're spiritual warriors. And in that Tibetan teaching, they say the spiritual warrior has to have a modesty and be true, genuine with himself. And with that, will be self-contained. No need for external reference points. We go forward doing what we are here to do, what you are here to do. Even the people who are closest to you, they might know a little bit, but no one really knows. I don't. And sometimes I don't know for myself, right? There's where the stillness can help. Sometimes the sacred readings can help. What am I here for in this moment? And then in this moment, and sometimes it will fit whatever picture, image, concept they have of you, and sometimes it won't. But our teacher Jesus, our teacher the Buddha, our teachers Thich Nhat Hanh, they are telling us, go forward, doing what we are here to do. Listen to the Dharmakaya of Jesus, his teaching body. Teaching us to follow our true path. I'm Parson Michael Malley, and you've been listening to Dharma Talks from sacred ground.